Hello. Whoa. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kim. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 19 of the Massive Fans Book Club Podcast. Just two short emotional chapters for you today. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, That's why we only have two short chapters, everybody. (laughs) Yes. That's why we only have two short chapters, because we can't handle more. But before we get started, I have a personal appeal to you all. I am desperately trying to grow our social media numbers before our one-year anniversary is what I'm going to call it. (laughs) It's a birthday anniversary anniversary. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Our one-year anniversary in April. Anyway, uh, it's a personal goal of mine, so if you can spare, like, two seconds and go like and or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the things, that would be amazing. Yes, and as always, we will share our socials at the end of the show and in our show notes, but Facebook is Massive Fans Book Club and Podcast, Instagram is at Massive Fans Podcast, and TikTok is Massive Fan Pod. And we can't forget, before Kelsey dives in, this podcast is not for little ears. You know the drill. Now. <laughs> not for little ears. <laughs> not for little ears. Clap, clap, clap. I think we're going to put that on a t-shirt. I, I do. I think At that's least what a sticker. At the very least, we need a sticker. <laughs> At least. But I'm thinking a t-shirt. At least for you and I. Uh <laughs> Then we wouldn't have to say it all the time. <laughs> no, no, we'd still have to say it, but yeah. I mean, in public. <laughs> so true. So, Kelsey, um, you know, we're basically at the top of the battle, right? And recent favorite uh-huh. just revealed the sibling reunion of the century and how they're all fighting <laughs> for the good guys. Yep, right, right. You know, he he was doing quite the glamour there, so I get it. Yes, yes. And then this part kind of threw me for a loop because then I like turn the page. I mean, I'm on Kindle. So like where my page is and where other people's pages, like not the same, depending on like your text size and stuff. But anyway, so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. I remember this. And then I turned the page and it was like, Asriel unleashed a second blast. And I was like, I do not remember this. (laughs) I completely forgot that like Asriel did anything. In my mind, Asriel is like checked out. He's in the hospital back there. Like I forgot. He's like still like around. So I was like, oh shit, oh shit. So he does what he can from the sidelines. Um, And then the Illyrians are like, so it was like a three-step process. It was like, okay, we're going to unleash the big baddies. Then Reese is going to do a big, and then Asriel's going to do a second, and then Cassian's going to show up with the Illyrians. Got it. Love it. Love to see a plan. It says that that Highburn had changed the spell on it too. Well, what it says is he had adapted and improved his arsenal. So I thought that just meant because he had changed, like, his method. Well, yeah, but... but... Yeah, either way. Point is, is it's like they prepared for one thing and that's not what happened. So that sucks a little. So, so, yeah, those are, like, some bads. (laughs) Um, But anyway, Favor, like, keeps us, like, you know, tells us, like, what's going on. She's like, so we've got Tarquin, Helion, and Kalias's, uh armies, like, on land. And, unfortunately, Hibern unleashes his hounds on them and other beasts. So, like, that's, like, not great. This is literally just, like, two lines charging at each other. Like, we've got Illyrians in the air, but then we also have the Adders in the air. So, like, that's also, like, not going great. But the upside is, is, like, the one thing they have on their side that Hibern hasn't really seemed to, like, have anything similar on their side is the fact that, like we said, they've got the three siblings. they got the Bone Carver and uh, the Striga, the Weaver. Um, well, and, um, well, Brax is the two siblings and Brax. Scary Monster. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got more big baddies on our side than they do at the moment. So we're like, okay, we're like really holding on to that. And basically we get a quick like, you know, visual painting thing from Feyre where she like does a good job of like helping us see what's happening. And she says that the soldiers are literally like dropping dead in front of the Briaxis. Like it's not entirely sh- like she can't tell exactly like what Braxis is doing but it's just like taking out full like lines of hybrid soldiers and then 
they're trying to flee away from the bone carver, but then like the weaver corners them. And so it's like just a crapshoot. Like she's like shredding them as they come her way. So basically like they're <laughs> really making a mess of the high burn, which like I love to see it. <laughs> and you have to remember that they are like linked to Feyre. She is essentially like their keeper there. It's almost like she's the uh, dog trainer. <laughs> Yeah, so, and well, they the are axis and and the carver the weaver is reese's right reese's yeah but she's also out of them like kind of the more human of the bunch so she may not be pulling on her leash quite as bad um but apparently Braxis and the bone carver are basically like mentally pulling on their reins kind of trying to be like no you just want to kill in general and favor's like no like remember your side of the deal it's just high burns people and they like do agree they're like kind of eye rolly about it but they're like okay fine whatever I mean, obviously, that was, like, a really quick rundown of that. Like, read it. It's described better than that, but you get the point. <laughs> yeah, she smiles at them to obey. Right. Right. Exactly. So, Amryn, remember at the end of last chapter, Amryn was like, oh, now we're going to do, like, a standoff of who has what power and try to, like, break each other's shields. It's so boring. While she's gone from it's so boring to it's already getting messy. <laughs> So, well, that sucks. Uh, Feyre kind of goes through a thing in her head right before Amron admits that out loud, where she's like, this is a lot. Like, it's, the noises are, like, wild. It's, you know, like, Elaine is literally, like, covering her ears. Like, those are my friends down there. I'm stressed out. This is emotional. But Amron, you know, always, like, staying on top of her shit is basically just, like, it's getting messy. It's, like, time for us to, like, do our part. And Reese is like, no, not yet. Much of the army isn't, like, engaged yet. We need everybody basically busy so that when we try to take the Archeron sisters down to the cauldron. Remember, that's what we're trying to do. Like, it's everybody's busy doing other shit, basically. <laughs> so now we kind of have a back and forth of like, when is the moment, right? Like, when is the best moment? Because I think Amorant's concern is if we don't take a moment when we have it, you're going to look back and think, oh shit, that was the moment and we missed it. Right, right, right. So Reese is trying to be really, like, conservative with, like, when is the moment versus Amron's kind of like, no, just fucking take the first shot we got. You know what I mean? Which I think in these kinds of situations, there's always two mindsets. So uh, essentially the conversation that goes down, uh, I'm just going to read this little part because uh, I love how this happens. So they're kind of going back and forth a little bit. Amron says, this will be over before we can even walk down this hill. Reese growled at her, not yet. A horn sounded to the north. Both armies seemed to pause to look, and Reese only breathed to me, now you have to go now. Because the army that broke over the northern horizon, three armies, one bearing the burnt orange flag of Baron, the other the grass green flag of the spring court, and one, one of mortal men in iron armor, bearing a cobalt flag with the striking badger, Grayson's crest. Woo! So that's where I said, like, it gets a little better. <laughs> we were getting, like, a little bad, a little bad, a little bad. And then it gets a little better. <laughs> yes. So things are now a little better. And I actually kind of love it. So Eris, of all people, um, like, winnows in right next to them. It's like, we thought you might need some help. Which I think is a hysterical, like, re-entry line for that character. Like, I am, like, whoever plays Eris is gonna have to walk a real fine line because, like, you gotta semi-hate him, but, like, you also don't want to hate him. <laughs> like, to some extent, you kind of enjoy him, I think. So... After Eris, like, when it was in, uh, Feyre notes, you know, Tamlin's army is small, but, you know, it's there. And then you've got Baron's larger unit, Grayson's, you know, larger unit. They're winnowing in, basically, all the units at the same time. Um, but the interesting thing is, is, like, the person leading Grayson's army isn't Grayson. I mean, duh, because Grayson doesn't want to be here. <laughs> but it's Jurian. And I think the hilarious part is what Feyre says here, where she's like, okay, but like, given all that, that's great and all. Like, I'm so glad that they're all here. But the thing that Feyre was caught up on is like, but Baron had come. 
I know. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Bar- Baron. He basically just keeps repeating, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also Durian is here. But Baron. <laughs> yeah, but I like what Eric says about that though. That's hysterical. Yeah, he says Tamlin made him, dragged my father out by his neck. It was delightful. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's going to be a really, like, that's going to be a fun one for TV. I don't know, like, how they're going to cast that, but it's going to be fun. Anyway. I also think the reveal <laughs> that's going to happen in the next Akatar book about him. Uh-huh. I, think, I think we're going to get some more information. Remember, you haven't read Silver Flames, but I think we're going to get, anyone who's out there who's read it will know when I say this. I think we're going to get more information. Anyway, long story short, Eris basically says, you know, like, Tamla wants orders, Jurian does too, like, we'll do what, like, our, we did our part, which is now we showed up. Now y'all been trying your best to hold these lines. Like, what the fuck do you want from us, right? But so, fair. Um, the other thing that's interesting is uh, what like the one thing Eris came in like ready to do, which is interesting, is he's got his brothers winnowing to the like caches of the Feybane and like setting it up in flame so that Highburn can't use it. And so they're like, winnow, strike, winnow, strike. Kind of like if we remember back in um, Akamath, that was like a way that they described like what Faber did. And that's kind of what they're doing with the Feybane. They're winnow flames, winnow flames, winnow flames, and set all their shit on fire. And Faber realizes that like they're doing it, like they're showing up exactly where, you know, the Feybane is, mm-hmm. which means either Tamlin or Jurian must have had really good intel and like actually mm-hmm. did like work with Eris to make this plan. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. like, you gotta love, love it. it because that means not only did they show up, but they like actually showed up, like, ready to do the work. They showed up with intel. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Reese now has decided. Okay, this is the moment. Like, their shit's on fire. <laughs> like, now go. Is the moment. go, go, so, go. Then- then Amron has what I decided is the fucking hardest job of this whole thing. She has to mama duck lead all the Archeron sisters to the cauldron. Because, <laughs> like, you have to remember, like, Feyre is, like, more or less, like, prepped and prepared. Nesta is at least wearing Illyrian leather, but that's, like, the extent. And then you've got Elaine, who, like, on a good day is like, where are we going? So I mean, mm-hmm. fuck, dude. Like, like Amryn is like four foot nine and is like trying to lead this little like she's trying to like mama duck lead these three lost as fuck ducks to like (laughs) under like Reese's like you know magic umbrella of no see no nothing to see here you don't see anything. (laughs) These are not the same you were looking for. Exactly. So, like, it's a shit. Exactly. It's like a shit show down there. So, I I envision it this way. I'm not sure it's described perfectly this way, but basically, Amron is like Mama Duck leading, and Favor's like in the back, like, no, stay in front of me. I am the caboose. (laughs) Um, And they're headed towards the cauldron. And that's going to go like that's going to go. Essentially, what they're trying to do is the weaver can sort of sense where the cauldron is so the weaver is trying to like clear a path for them <laughs> ahead of them yeah and they were discussing like how is the weaver doing this and essentially it just comes down to the weaver has a really good sense of smell um <laughs> and if you remember from Akamath, i mean accurate we did know that that is a like established fact yep yep, yep and yep. so they get pretty close and then i'm just gonna read it because again it's like uh like I, I can't do it justice if i don't i looked back as we neared the edge of the knoll just once at reese where he now stood talking to azriel and eris explaining the plan to relate to tamlin baron and jurian eris's brothers made it back behind their father's lines fires now burning throughout highburn's army not enough to stop them but at least the feybane had been dealt with for now Reese's attention slid to me, and even with the battle around us, hell unleashing everywhere, for a heartbeat, we were the only two people on the plane. I opened my mental barriers to speak to him. Just one more farewell. One more. 
Nesta inhaled a shuddering gasp, stumbled, and took down Amran with her when she tried to keep her upright. Reese was instantly there before the understanding dawned upon me. The cauldron. Highburn was rousing the cauldron. So, like, Pharaoh was trying to take a minute and just be like, I love you. But, like, nope, no time for that shit because now it's gonna get ugly. Like I said, we laugh so we don't cry. So, so Amran immediately like picks up on what's going on. I mean, she's being semi crushed by Nesta, but she screams shields, right? Eris went, uh, when I was out of the way to like warn his father's peeps, Nesta is pushing up on her elbows. And this is like, what gets me. It's the, it's the description of like Nesta's complete and utter like terror that starts to get to me when I'm reading this because Nesta is literally like pushing up onto her elbows, like trying to like, scream right like nobody can really figure out exactly what's going on because reese has like shot his magic out like arcing over them basically in like a a cone of silence like situation and everybody's doing their best to like take cover but nesta is literally like grappling at the grass trying to like get herself to sit up to look up and she's scanning the horizon and everybody else is like trying to figure out like they're they're just they're going off of what they know which is amarin has picked up on nesta's reaction which means it's a cauldron problem so everybody needs to prepare for a big hit we don't know exactly from where we don't know what but Nesta's not just writhing around like aimlessly. She's looking around and then she starts screaming over and over again. And this is when Feyre realizes she's not screaming just like aimlessly in pain. She is screaming for Cassian specifically. And Amron's like, what the fuck? Like, shut up. Like, what? No, like, what are you doing? Like, everybody's like, what is happening? And she's just like, she scrambles her feet and she's screaming. And then she like lurches over. She like can't control her own body. She like hits the ground. And then mm-hmm. just as she does, yes, just as she does, obviously a figure shot from the Illyrian ranks. Who is it going to be? Obviously it's going to be Cassian. But the way it's described gets me. Mm-hmm. The earth seemed to shudder in response. No, not in response to her, in terror of the thing that erupted from Highburn's army. I understood why the king had claimed those rocky foothills, not to make us charge uphill if we should push them so far, but to position the cauldron. For it was from the rocky outcropping that a battering ram of death-white light hurtled for our army, just about level with the Illyrian legion in the sky as the Adder's legion dropped to the earth and ducked for cover, leaving the Illyrians exposed. Cassian was halfway to us when the cauldron's blast hit the Illyrian forces. I saw him scream, but heard nothing. The force of that power. He shredded Asriel's shield, then Rhysand's, and then shredded any siphon-made ones. It hollowed out my ears and seared my face, and where a thousand soldiers had been heartbeat before, ashes rained down upon our foot soldiers. Nesta had known. She had gaped up at me, terror and agony on her face, then scanned the sky for Cassian, who flapped in place as if torn between coming to us and charging back to the scattering Illyrian and Peregrine ranks. She'd know where that blast was about to hit. Cassian had been right in the center of it. Or would have been if she hadn't called him away. Yeah. (gasps) And then it's just like so hard because Reese is looking at Nesta and kind of back at Vera, but really just looking at Nesta, like realizing what Nesta just did. And it's like, he doesn't know whether to kiss her or scream at her. Right. He doesn't, (laughs) exactly. Because he doesn't know what to say because he realizes like from Cassian's point of view, what just happened, which is like, she, like everybody is thankful that she saved Cassian but is Cassian going to see it that way because he survived and the others didn't and now he has to live with that guilt? So my money on Reese is that for the most part, he's actually <laughs> glad that she did that. But I think he just immediately feels for Cassian because he knows what he would feel. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. 
outside of that, Nesta like stiffens up and kind of like melts to the ground and like moans. Obviously, this is not like the whole cauldron thing in Nesta. Like it, she don't feel good. Okay, and basically Reese casts out his power as a silent warning. Like <laughs> that was probably strike one. I would be prepared for a strike two. <laughs> so all of the high Lords are like raising their shields, doing the best that they can. And then backing his wrapping right? up. I'm sorry. They're backing Reese's shield, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they don't really know what to do because as Favor points out, like the cauldron is not going to hit in the same spot twice, but it's like, <laughs> what? We got to do something. So everybody's taking their best guesses. Uh, but to wrap up this chapter, uh, <laughs> in case you're wondering what Cassian's ultimate decision <laughs> of the whole thing is, um, I'm just going to read it because again, um, this is a part that's, I don't know. It's just, I find this part <laughs> really difficult. It says, Cassian was again hurtling for us for Nesta, sprawled on the ground as the light and unholy heat of the cauldron was unleashed again, right into its own lines, where the bone carver was gleefully shredding apart soldiers, draining the life from them in sweeps and gusts of that deadly wind. An unearthly female shriek broke from deep in the hibern forces, a sister's warning and pain, just as that white light slammed into the bone carver. But the carver, I could have sworn he looked toward me at the cauldron's power crashed into him. Could have sworn he smiled. And it was not a hideous thing at all. There and gone, the cauldron wiped him away without any sign of effort. Yeah. And oh, I didn't know I would be so sad when the bone carver dies, but I am! I know. It's not quite like Surrey, but yeah. I know. Yeah, it's not really as bad as Surreal, but it's it's the timing of it sucks more than the Surreal in a way. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, we just lost a thousand like Illyrians. Like, you're already so stressed out when this happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, like I said, people, I cried today. Reading this is hard. This yeah. Is, this is why we're breaking it up the way we are. Yeah. Yeah. So, you take away 71, this first part of 71, talking about the bone carver, though. Mm. Mm. I know. It's a heartbreaker. So, yeah, chapter whew, 71. Whew, everybody take a deep breath, man. It's So, this literally picks up right where the last chapter left off. And Feyre is like, you know, silence in some pocket of my mind as a section of that two-pronged leash of control faded into darkness without end, leaving nothing behind. Whoa. No. And then she's like, she goes into this little mind thing about, I wonder, I wonder if he had already carved his death at the prison and the what I, so yeah, she does the whole, who carved his death, who will. Right. But I also love the callback to remember the whole conversation she kept having with him where he kept being like, you're different. Like you died. Where did you go? Like he wanted to know what death was like. And it's just so interesting because it's a callback to that where she's like, I wonder if he made it wherever it is he was hoping he'd go. And then she's like, I sent a quiet prayer up for him, for all the soldiers who had been there and were now ash on the wind. Sent up a prayer that they found it, everything they'd hoped it would be. So, I mean, it's sweet. Mm -hmm. Anyway, then Farrah goes into the whole... Everybody's a little panicked. I can't imagine why we're all a little panicked here, people. I wonder. But the Illyrian legions have already reformed, and the peregrines are filling in. And the human army, as she says, to their credit, they did not falter, did not break, even as they went down one by one. So, I have to say, I mean, it's kind of cool that, like, the humans who... I know are the most easily killable on the field are are not backing down from the fight. Yeah, they're just pushing the line forward. They're like, yeah, this is what we showed up for today. Yeah. Mm. And of course, poor Fair is like, oh my god, please, no more from the cauldron. 
Nesta's literally laying on the grass, moaning and the whole bit, and Cassian's with her, and he's like, what is it? What's wrong? What's, you know, trying to find out. And she's finally like, it's gone quiet again. So I guess they kind of used it up a little bit. Yeah. We can hope, right? So Reese takes charge of this because Cassian's now dealing with some survivor's guilt. And Reese is ordering him to get back in the line. And then Cassian, I'm just going to read this because Cassian's like, what yeah, the hell? Yeah, I was going to say, this, this reads really funny to me. So I read that paragraph like it starts with Reese because this is a weird exchange to me that I feel like we have to talk it is. about. It is. Reese only ordered him, get back in line. The soldiers need you there. Cassian bared his teeth. What the hell can we do against that? I'm going in, Azrael said. No, Reese snapped. But Azrael was spreading his wings, the sunlight so stark on the new slashing scars down the membrane. Chain me to a tree, Reese, Azrael said softly. Go ahead. He began checking the buckles on his weapons. I'll rip it out of the ground and fly with it on my damned back. Reese just stared at him, the wings, then the decimated Illyrian forces. Any chance we had a victory? Dot, dot, dot. Okay, I just have so many feelings about this. <laughs> so, like, I feel like the first time I read this, it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people are yelling, battle happens, people get freaky when they're freaked out, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then, like, I was reading this today at my allergist's office. <laughs> in tears in the lobby, don't mind me. Um, and I feel like the, it. what strikes me as weird is, it's not even, I, don't, I almost want to call it a role reversal, but it's really not, like, a true role reversal. This weird thing where Reese is like, Cassian, I don't give a shit. Go back and do your job, basically. And Cassian's like, without saying it, Cassian's like, I got two problems with you, bro. One, I got nothing. I got nothing. D do you see the dudes behind me? They're gone. Like, I, I got nothing. <laughs> that was my backup plan. They're, now they gone. Mm -hmm. I got nothing. And then second of all, I feel like the underlying thing is like, as we've been batting around this whole time, like, I mean, even Reese and Feyre are basically like, are they mates? Like, Cassian's like, are you shitting me right now, man? Are you shitting me right now? <laughs> like, if, if our roles were reversed, would you just leave Feyre laying in the grass? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And so like, it's super Reese just super uncomfortable to me because I don't know if Reese is like, if I'm supposed to read this as like Reese is panicking, basically. So his panic response is basically to go into like drill sergeant mode and just like order everyone around to try to like do their best. But if that were the case, then I would have thought he wouldn't have fought Asriel really because he'd be like, right. we're fucked, we're fucked. Yeah, sure. Like anybody who can fight should fight. We're going to go down fighting. But like then for him to be like, no, Cassian, leave Nesta in the dirt. And get back up to your imaginary Illyrian forces. But Asriel, nah, you sit here. I'll chain you to a tree. Just something in there doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I honestly, I think Reese is in shock from what he just saw. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. They don't have anything to combat that. They don't. No. All the High Lords right, together that's what don't have point That's why Cassian's then, like, what's the point? And then, you know, at the same time, you know, he's he's panicking and he is freaking out because he's like, oh, fuck, you know, we're all going to die. And I think poor Reese is like, yeah. no, 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 no. You know, like he wants to save yeah. as many of the people he loves as possible. And so I think Reese just I don't I think the whole thing, like it really has him in a state of shock where he's not even able to think straight and coherently. So he's falling into that drill sergeant mode of get back yeah. to your job no i told you to stay and you know like i think yeah which like I, I on some level i get i guess i just i i i my bone to pick is probably the fact that i don't relate my panic mode is not to delegate my panic mode is to 
take over and mama duck everybody into like, it's okay, I'm going to handle it. I need you to sit right here where I can see you. Like to me, if I were in Reese's position, the fact that Cassian is now standing right here and Azrael is standing right here and Feyre is like, basically all my people are standing right here. This is the perfect place to be for 10 minutes while we figure this out because I know exactly where you all are. Like, you know what I mean? So, and, and to me, it's weird because that, like, partially, like I said, it reads weird to me because I guess I don't relate. That would not, like, what he's doing is not how I would be. What I just described is how I would be. But I also feel like that's how Reese prior to this is. Like I said, I think, I think it's shock. I think it's anger. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of emotions going into this. Um, I know what you're saying because I can be like that, but I can also say from experience that I tend to be, I tend to go into crisis management mode and I tend to get really calm and very kind of analytical and I try to get myself as many steps ahead of the issue as I can. Because in the end, when it's all over and done with, I'm going to go find a quiet yeah. corner and lose my, my shiz in the corner when it's sure, all said and done. Sure, sure. I mean, I'm going to make sure everybody's okay. I'm going to, you know, put all my ducks in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to go leap into the fray myself because that's just. Yeah. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. And that is Reese's. Yeah. I guess I'm just, I'm really, I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of caught up on the Cassian bit where Cassian kind of has to be the one to point out, like, not really one to buck authority or question orders, but sir, what the fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> right. What, lead who, where? Right. And, and <laughs> that I, I, I know, and you don't have the answer. I don't have the answer either. I'm not. Right. And I think I mean, that's I, the part that I find so weird is because Cassian's like, my man. <laughs> like I said, like, twofold. I mean, I think for me, Do this what, is a question where, where I would want to talk to friends of mine who have combat experience and be like, do you understand this mindset? I don't even think it's the mindset. I think it's that it's not even like, it's almost like we're missing a detail somewhere where it's like, I don't know. I think, right. Okay. First of all, like I am not one to judge because like, I, there's a reason I am not an author and it's because I cannot write shit like this and so like i'm not sitting here to judge i just feel like we're missing a detail somewhere because it's like to our knowledge as the reader we basically just decimated almost all of the illyrians so like the few hanging out in a corner not dead somewhere randomly sending cassian over there like without a plan is not in my mind, the way I am envisioning the field in our situation does not make any logical sense. And so, well, like, I, mean, I think that's why I'm like, and I get, like I said, I'm only hung up on this because up until this point for two and a half, two and three quarters books, Reese has been so incredibly three steps ahead analytical, like you were saying. Well, and that's why I think in this case, he's having a gut check reaction to it. I think. Yeah, like, I, I agree with you. I think this I, is. I, I just don't think he's, he he's being, I don't think he can be logical because his brain's just kind of like, what the yeah. living fuck just happened? Um, right, right. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not sure. He, uh, you know, it's it's a weird situation. I don't. I don't know. And that's the only reason why I'd be curious to talk to somebody who's been in combat to see. Yeah. If this is even, I mean, just so that I could understand it better, like, is this a normal combat kind of reaction to something like that? Um, yeah. Or not? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. And I, I've yeah. never had to be in and that like position. And like we said, I mean, I, I think there's something to be said for maybe this is reading so out of character as a point, like you said, to just prove like how hit in the head he is with this because i think in fairness the one way to interpret this is that up until now because he's always been able to be a couple of steps ahead he's always had a plan he's always had a backup plan he's always had backup plans on his backup plans mm -hmm. this might be essentially the first time he has ever not and mm -hmm. so what do you do then right and so, I, I mean, I think it's probably done by design, but it's just, like, worth noting that, like, it feels weird. 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, it feels very weird. I just, I don't have a better answer than that, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, no, that's what I mean. I don't think there is one. I think it's just, like, worth noting that it's weird. <laughs> um, And then the next little bit of this kind of really kind of brings to you the the enormity of the situation. Not that we didn't already know, but it really kind of is going to drive it home. Because Favor's looking around, and she's like, we'd be gone within a few more strikes. I met Amryn's gaze. Can it be done with just me? Her eyes narrowed. Maybe. A pause. Maybe. It never specified how many. Between the two of us, it could be enough. I eased to my feet. The view of the battle was so much worse standing. And, you know, she's talking about, you know, the other High Lords are out there trying to hold lines while Reese is up there trying to figure out what the flip they're going to do. And Pharaoh's realizing it's just not going to be enough. That Highburn is so much bigger that it was already beginning to push the High Lord army back. And overwhelm them. And Pharaoh's like, you know, by the time we even get there... What's going to be left? Who is going to be left? Right. And all of a sudden there's another horn. And then Highburn starts cheering because coming from the West from Highburn is an armada. I.e. Highburn's armada. So they are now coming behind where Reese and Feyre and the High Lords are. You know, the the Prithian army is. They're going to come in from behind and trap them between the two. Which point Feyre's like, fuck yeah and so we realized you know they're trapped between them and everybody's like oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit and Amron's like we need we might need to run Resand before they make landfall we can't fight both armies yep and then Reese is like, he tells Feyre, he's like, you know, well, if you can get across the battlefield, try to stop it, stop the king, and if you can't, when it all goes to hell, run. Live to fight another day. And Feyre's like, oh, no, you don't. You don't get to tell me goodbye. And then Reese is like, Azrael, go lead the remaining Illyrians on the northern flank. And, Re- and Azrael was gone. Like, he was poof, gone. Out of there. And the Highburn army just starts cheering. Mm-hmm. And then Ka- and then Reese looks at Cassian and says, Cassian, take the southern flank. And Feyre realizes this is it. This is the end. The last time she would see everybody. And she says, I wouldn't run. If it all went to hell, I would make it count and use my own last breath to get that army and king wiped off the earth. But right now. And then she's looking across to where the, the cauldron is, because now they know. Yeah. And she sees that the weaver is already being slowed down. And even though Bryaxis is con- Continuing to shred through the lines, it, it wasn't enough. And she's just, she's starting to slowly unhinge. And just as he's getting ready to take off, there's this horn blast. Actually, many horns are blasting. Uh-huh. And Reese goes utterly still. Because these horns are coming from the east, from the sea, from the continent. And he grabs Pharaoh, and Cassian's grabbing Nesta, and they go shooting up into the sky to go see what the hell is going on. And Pharaoh's like, I didn't know where to look at the winged soldiers. Thousands upon thousands of them flying straight toward us, high above the ocean, or the armada of ships stretching away beneath them. More than Highburn's armada. Far, far more. I knew who they were the moment the aerial hosts White feathered wings became clear. The Seraphim. Draken's Legion. Yay! 
We finally got back to the little good. Yeah. And this is why I started to cry because for me it was the whole it's over world and I'm I had mentally prepared myself and then all of a sudden (sighs) Draken's there. And Draken comes shooting out of the the clouds straight to Reese. And Draken looks at him and goes, You could have asked for aid, you know, (laughs) instead of letting us hear about this. I love that. And I love the humor and I love I love how, again, it's the humor to kind of lighten things up a little bit. But Reese does tell him, he's like, look, we came looking for you. We couldn't find you. Right. Like, there was nobody there. And Draken was like, yeah, we realized that. Sorry. Our glamour was a little too good. <laughs> Which is, like, wild to me. I am like, could you imagine? Like, just gets on my nerves. Could you imagine having, like, a whole fucking plan where you were like, okay, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to glamour the whole island. And then what? Like a couple hundred years go by and you're just like, hey, how come we haven't had any visitors? That's why I keep joking about my Jurian book because I hope this is like a side plot of the Jurian book. Like I hope it's like the two different sides of like what the fuck is going on. Like what Jurian thinks is going on and what these fuckers think is going on. Because I want to know what point these fuckers were like, man, we're using a lot of magic on something, but I can't remember. Yeah maybe you're fucking glamour over an entire fucking island you people yeah it makes you kind of scratch your head big time i'm like what is with you guys like you guys are weird (laughs) yeah but they finally get their shit together and draken looks at reese and says shall we assist you or should we just hang out and talk like how do you want to handle this and then he reese is like please, you know, help yourself. And then he looks at this Armada and he goes, friends of yours? Right. It's like, no, friends of yours, I think. And they're all like, huh? They're like, we're, well, that's confusing because we are unpopular and have no friends. <laughs> and and I love it because Draken's like, yeah, some of our boats with Miriam, you know, some of Miriam's boats are down there, but most of these had already come for you. <laughs> they're all like, the fuck yeah they're all doing the thing where they're like you know when your phone's ringing you look around at a room and you're like well everyone i know is here so who the fuck is that like that's kind of yeah. what they're all doing they're all like well okay but like all them peeps are down like all them high lords are down there and jury is down there now you're over here so who the fuck are they <laughs> Mm-hmm. pretty much and Draken admits that they had used some of their magic to kind of help push them across the ocean a little bit faster to get them there. Yeah. Thank God. And Draken was telling him, because, man, they told me the craziest ass story. <laughs> you aren't going to believe this crazy ass story they told us. And they're like, uh-huh, please go on. <laughs> uh-huh. Can you elaborate what the story is? And he starts off like, well, they're led by a queen named Vasa. So guess what, people? Let's hope Lulu found her, right? So, right. Ferris bawling, and everybody else is just like, uh, uh. And then, you know, Ferris like, Lucian. And Draken's kind of looking at her and goes, huh? No, oh, you mean the guy with the, the, the eye thing? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> he met up with them. He told them where to go to come right. now, but they were already on their way. And yeah, they're like, nah. Yeah, they're like, not that guy, some other guy. And they're like, we're officially fucking out of guys, Draken. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, we only know about Lucian. We only sent Lucian. Who the what right. the huh? Truthfully, truthfully, the way this went down is basically, like I said, we have no other friends. And they're like, oh, well, it's Vasa. Okay, I'm sorry, my bad, we forgot. We do have another friend, but he hasn't been in this book. So we forgot about Lucian, but now we officially are out of friends. Well, it wasn't Lucian, it was that other guy. Well, shit. (laughs) What other guy? Right. Yeah, admittedly forgot about Lucian for almost an entire book, but, you know. (laughs) So then Draken drops. He calls himself the Prince of Merchants. (laughs) Guess who's here, people? Why, yes, that would be, that would be 
Papa Archeron is here! Yay! And Archeron has come back! And he says, and 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 I just want to say this because it's like Daddy Archeron kind of had this brilliant moment, and this is why he's been gone for so long. So I want to explain this. So I'm gonna just yes, I know, here. I know. There's actually like almost almost a story here. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like so cool. It's like oh wow, all the stuff gets filled in really fast. Yeah. So Draken says he calls himself the Prince of Merchants. Apparently, he discovered the human queens were traitors months ago and has been gathering an independent human army to face Highburn ever since. He managed to find Queen Vasa, and together they rallied this army. He told me he's got three daughters who live here and that he failed them for many years, but he would not fail them this time. Daddy because, Archeron for the win. Because Daddy Archeron named his three personal boats in the Armada after his daughters. Feyre, Elaine, and Nesta. And their dad is on the helm of Nesta. Yeah. Sailing in to the rescue of Prithian and his daughters. And that is literally how the chapter ends. And this is why I was crying. <laughs> Because, oh my god. I cry when a thousand Illyrians die. Kim cries when <laughs> Daddy Archeron comes home. There are happy tears. Two kinds of people, friends. Two kinds of people. <laughs> well, they're happy tears. Because I get, it's just, no, I know. you know. I just think it's funny. <laughs> we've heard nothing but crap from all three of the girls about their dad, right? Yeah. And then dad does this. And I'm just like, oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean it sounds stupid but yeah oh, maybe dad so wasn't cute. as useless as they thought he was I, I don't know yeah that has to be a really interesting you know what's interesting is like the first time I read it I remember you know the return of daddy Argeron but I like forgot the explanation of like how mm -hmm. like what he was doing you know what I mean mm -hmm. and I think it's really interesting to like read it slowly and think about like the fact that like he had put all of that together and then like he had gone to find Vasa and like that he, you know, basically had said like he didn't want to fail his daughters again. And I think when you take mm -hmm. that piece of information and you apply the idea that Nesta knows that now, I think yeah. you have to keep that in mind. And I think maybe like I glossed over it the first time when I read it, like, you know, last year, I think if you, I think it's just, it, it it's worth keeping in the back of your mind this moment to set up silver flames and some Absolutely. of what and, and, and even Akafas, because just to set up some of Nesta's like internal turmoil absolutely you know what i mean i i think i think it would be easy to forget this little detail i think you're right being think... on a battlefield and being hit over the head with what you thought you always knew not being the case yeah and you know i think the other part of this to me is and i think why i got i got so emotional because i know i wasn't this emotional the last time but what what got me is one i know what's coming and i know it's coming in the next two yeah. books and yeah because of that, it really, you know, it struck a chord in me. And, you know, my son's older this time. And when I look at the political climate around the world and what's going on, yeah. it also strikes a, a chord. And I just, yes. I guess, you know, something in it just kind of really resonated internally. And I didn't quite know, like, what to do. I mean, I'm so happy that he's back. And I'm happy that Draken and the Seraphim and yeah. Vasa and her human army are there. And Lucian's back. Like, I'm I'm so stupidly happy. It's ridiculous. Right. But at the same time, I also know what's coming. And Right. Well, and also the circumstances suck. It's kind of like seeing family members you haven't seen in a long time at a funeral. It's like, you're glad to see the yeah. family members, but what a shitty reason to be seeing them. Exactly. And I think that's part yeah. of it. It's like the whole, and it comes right after they literally saw one tenth of the Illyrian army get blown out of the sky because, you know, yeah. I can't remember when, but they were talking about army sizes and, and they're like, yeah, we have 10,000 Illyrians. So a thousand Illyrians taken out of the sky in one hit. 
yeah. right where Cassian was. And, you know, and we just saw an entire swath of, of Highburn's army go to take out the bone carver, you know, this death god. And you yeah. just, you're trying to wrap your head around it. Yeah, you're thinking odds aren't looking good. No. Yeah. And so my, yeah. my I don't know. I mean, it, it really, I guess, got to me this time. It really tore me up. And I totally forgot that he had named his three boats after the girls. And I think yeah, that was the other part I, that got to me. I was like, Like oh, I said, that's oh. the part that I vaguely remembered, but it wasn't until I read it in conjunction with like what, like the fact that he had put it together and that he didn't want to fail his daughters and blah, blah, blah. Like Drake inside of this, like explaining the story. I had remembered that he shows up. I remembered he was even like with the boats that he had named after his daughters, like whatever. But I had forgotten like that very detailed like hit over the head mm-hmm. of like no he really did come for you despite yeah. everything you all thought about him for years growing up he really did come for you when it mattered right and i think that's why for me it was such a a punch yeah. to the gut yeah i don't know so that being said with how emotional we got reading it and talking about it i do want to throw out there that on the other end of it <laughs> There is a wonderful TikTok out there that does poke a little bit of fun at this section and, mm-hmm. and in fairness, rightfully so. So yeah. we will link to it in the show notes, but it's at Ollie or nothing. Uh, she's got a TikTok where she basically uh, pokes fun at the whiplash of this chapter, like the section, because in fairness, she's not wrong. It's not very long. It's like, you know, a handful of pages and it's a little funny how it's like we, you know, got, we got all this book, this planning, plotting, and then we got to show up and then we got to do this and then we got to do that. And then all of a sudden at the last minute, it's like horn, some people show up, horn, some more people show up. Hard. Some more people show up. Like it's kind of like, what is happening? It's like roll call. Yeah. It's kind of like a weird like everybody whose contract said you have to be in at least one more episode. Now is your time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So it kind of goes with like the joke I was making about Lucian, who we forgot about for a whole book is back. Like that's kind of how this whole section is. It's like you thought Tamlin was a bad guy, but he showed up, or we're not even really going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, Baron is and an asshole, but Baron showed up. And again, I mean, there's there's that too. I mean, these two chapters. Yeah. Why we just did these two chapters is there's so much to unpack. I mean, literally, yeah. Baron shows up. With his father, with, I mean, Eris yeah, shows up as Baron, with the Autumn Army, which is significant enough. Tamlin yeah. shows up with a decent amount of the spring. Yeah. And then. Shocking. No, I need left. Yeah. And then there's Jurian leading the human army. Right. And I just, you know, it's just, it, it's such a, thank God. And then you have right. this horrible terror with the cauldron. Right. And Nesta literally saving Cassian's life. Right. And then you get into the next chapter and it's like, oh shit, we're fucked because here comes Hyber and Samara. They're going to pin us behind us. And just as all, everything's about to totally go to hell and everybody's like, okay, fine. This is it. We're all going to have to say our goodbyes. Along comes Draken and Vasa and Lucian right. and Daddy Archeron. To the rescue and you're like what the hell right which is why like don't get me wrong it is a really cool section it is a really heavy like interesting whiplashy yes. section but it is a little funny and, I, and the, the tiktoker didn't say this specifically but like i see what her point was in a way which mm-hmm. is the way i boil it down is it's a really cool section, really important section, a lot going on, but it is a little wild that all of this yeah. happens in the same number of pages that back in Akamath, it took us to like open a can of soup. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's just, it's just the whack ass speed of this section. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of not off putting, but I think caught the TikToker by surprise. And I agreed with her, which is like, 
it is a little weird that like this book is like 700 or something pages and for like 600 of them we are like going at a steady pace and then suddenly we're like we're gonna make big strides in like 12 pages mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah so like i don't think that tiktok was made it like I, I think it depends on like if you read through the comments it's like a 50 50 some people are like yeah see that book's dumb because of this versus the other people who are like no the book is great but this is still true and i think i think you can look at it as it can be a heavy section that is also when you think of it in the grand scheme of the entire story of three books and the number of pages the three books is like i i think it is a little funny that no oh oh um, gosh no i agree 100 percent. yeah mean, that all of a sudden all of this happens in like a couple of pages at the like you know 11th hour <laughs> i mean you're like, like blink 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 and it it does make you suddenly question why haven't we heard hide nor hair of like lucian this whole time right no like just because no. he was out on a mission doesn't mean he couldn't send word. Right. And like, I don't know. What have, like, I'm glad Daddy Archeron was up to something, but like, where the fuck has he been? And like, it kind of says, oh, he like didn't want his like correspondence to be like caught in the middle. Okay, great. But still doesn't like the timing doesn't super line up to make that whole story make a lot of sense. So I like, I would love to hear that side of the story too. So like, again, no hate, love this section, but I just, it is like, there is a fair point to be made that like, what? Oh God, yes. I mean, it's it's like Whiplash City. And it's funny because yeah. I'm looking ahead to the, to the next couple of episodes, which we yeah. will wrap this up in three more episodes, people. Like there's only I three know. more episodes left. I know. And I'm looking at it and I'm just like, God, we only have three episodes left and we're done? I know. Yeah, this stuff takes off at an overwhelming speed that is like, that's why we're doing such little tiny sections for the next three weeks to wrap it out. Um, it's just, uh, even though even though it's not a lot of pages, it's a lot of information. And so you could, honest to God, and obviously we have said this before, you could read the book faster than us yes. explaining it to you. Yes. But it wouldn't be nearly as fun. And you wouldn't get our fan casts and our songs. True. And you know you could read the whole book, you could read through the whole series, and still listen to us discuss it this way. Exactly, which I do think is what most people do. <laughs> I think so. I hope so. I think that is. I think that is the case. But anyway, uh, so on that note, though, uh, Kim, you have a list of fabulous songs. I do. We have a lot of songs for two chapters. Well, again, there was a lot. There is. There's a lot that happens. In fairness, so, like six armies show up out of nowhere. So if six armies can show up out of nowhere in like a dozen pages, then we can have nine songs. <laughs> ten. Ten. There are ten songs, oh, people. Ten songs. <laughs> if six armies can show up in ten minutes, then we can have ten songs. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, no. That's how that works, right? Absolutely. So... Song one is Your Guardian Angel by the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Uh, this is a, a song Kelsey gave us. It's a great song. I love it. And it's the entire inner circle, basically, to the Archeron sisters that, during this whole thing. And, and just, you know, it's just kind of a feeling for how they all think of and treat the Archeron sisters, especially our three bat boys. So... There's that. Um, song number two is Collide by Rachel Platten when literally the two armies just go crashing into each other. Uh, song three is Battlefield by, and I swear if I mispronounce this, somebody knows how to pronounce it. Can somebody like message yes, us? Somebody on earth knows the answer to this, but it is not the two of us. Because I don't know. I don't know if it's Severcina, Severcina. I don't know. But it's S-V-R-C-I-N-A is the name of the band. And the song is called Battlefield. And I'll let you guess why I picked it. Because we're talking about a battle at a big battlefield, right? I wonder why. Obvious. Hmm, obvious choice. And then song four is The Sound of War by Flurry and Tommy Prophet. 
And again, obvious reasons, we have a big battle going on. Song five is <laughs> Song Five is Tamlin by the Medieval Babes. Now, really, this could have been appropriate for book one. I repeat, I wonder why. No, I'm kidding. I know, really, I wonder why. Um, I picked it for this because Tamlin shows up. Like when he shows up with with Jurin and Jurian and Baron, you know the humans in the Autumn Army, and brings his own Spring Army. It's just I don't know. It's my little nod to Tamlin. I still think he's a bit of a tool, but yay, Tamlin's not the horrible, terrible person we all thought he was. Maybe. Uh, six is All Around Me by Fly Away. Again, again another another selection from Kelsey, which I love. It's an awesome choice. Thank you, thank and you. You're welcome. It's when Nesta screams for Cassian to come so he doesn't die. Yeah, I really I like this song. I heard it earlier today and was like, we have to add this to the list. Um, I remember the song, like I've listened to the song for years, but like I just hadn't listened to it anytime recently. And I feel like I feel like I like it because it just has like this message of like, to me, this is the first moment where like up until this point, Nesta has like walked a line of like, okay, well, like if Cassian wants to be around me, fine, but I have no interest in like particularly seeking him out until this moment when she's like, no, things are different in this moment. I have to do this. And I think that that's, yeah. So like, there's just something Mm -hmm. about that song. I, I just thought, I don't know fits like kind of her new sudden like oh wait a minute (laughs) no absolutely and i think i think like i said i think it's a perfect song i love it as soon as you suggested it i went and listened to it and i was like yes um the next song is the one who stays by trent dabs and i picked it for when azra's like fine tie me to a tree i don't care tie me to a tree right Because, you know. And then the next song after that is Walk on Water by 30 Seconds to Mars. Again, another Kelsey suggestion, and I love it. And again, it's this whole tying as to a tree, but then Hyburn's Armada shows up. Yeah, it's like the perfect song. Like the point of the song, like if you read like the little description like from the artist is basically to say like, it's it's a call to arms in the situation of like who will show up for the fight when it matters like you may lose but who's going to show up to the fight when it really matters and i think it's appropriate because it also gets us to the next section because we've already had three armies arrive well my next song (laughs) i think this is funny it just it fits it fits the mood for me it's here comes the sun by the beatles uh when Draken and Vasa and Lucian and Daddy Archon show up to save the day. Ta-da! Um, so yeah, go. Go. Yay, go. So I'm all about that. And then the last song is Until We Go Down by Ruel. And it's literally at the very end where like they've gotten this this kind of second wind beneath their wings so to speak I could, yes I could have gone there people I thought about it I was nice I did not <laughs> go there it's tempting but I didn't do it um, and so it's that whole you know they're getting ready to go and take it on because remember Feyre and Amron have already come to the realization it's just going to have to be the two of them there's no way right. that Nesta and Elaine are going to be able to go after the cauldron they're gonna have to leave them there so those are our songs i love it i really like the beatles i don't know why but like especially reading it this time like the song really just kind of was like (laughs) (laughs) you know and i could just see all the happy it won't last people um but I'm doing the happy dance. Y'all can't see the happy dance I'm doing here with Kelsey. But I'm just like, yes, happy dance. But like I said, unfortunately, it won't last. But that's a next week problem. <laughs> that's right. 
In the meantime, like I said, if you can follow us on all the things, it really helps us out. And uh, all of the things, uh, as a reminder, have two A's, like Sarah J. Mass's name, because we're cute like that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. once again, website is MassiveFansBookClub.com, Facebook at MassiveFansBookClub and Podcast, Twitter at MassivePodcast, Instagram at MassiveFansPodcast, Pinterest at MassiveFans, and TikTok at MassiveFanPod. We've been having a lot of fun with TikTok lately, so go hang out with us. We have. Kelsey's going to get me onto TikTok soon, you guys. It's true. We did a tutorial yesterday. <laughs> Everyone be afraid. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. Well, when you all see me, just know that I finally found the time and the effort to do my hair and my makeup because Kelsey and my friends who listen to this all know I don't do my hair and my makeup anymore. <laughs> But I won't do a video without doing it. So when I finally so get it together get to do that, you're all get her, guys. And last time, if you've made it this far, I repeat, I implore you send me your Jurian fan fix. <laughs> yes, please. I just I second that. that they, I just insist that they must exist. And I am so curious. Like, about what? (laughs) Like, I know they must be out there and his character is so fascinating to me. So I want to read more. But I also, I mean, I know I could Google search it myself. But how much more fun is it if you share with me directly and you're like, hey, I wrote a thing. (laughs) Or I know a person who wrote a thing. Or I read a thing on the interwebs. I don't know. I just think that's more fun. So send us your stuff absolutely yeah also like if you have art like if you have fan art or something like we want to see it tell us about it we want to see your stuff (laughs) we want to share it get other people to see it yeah yeah you know so uh, about it yeah exactly so uh there's that anyway uh all right wrapping this thing up uh okay uh kim bye bye